0: How's everyone doing? Everyone enjoying this beautiful weather we're having? Man, is there, is there any way, maybe we need to call a prayer meeting just to keep the weather like it is now, just ongoing. The Lord can do it. I mean, He's created it all. Surely there's a, there's a prayer that works out there somewhere. I'm just kidding. Well, hey, if you're new or visiting, big warm welcome to you. So glad that you could make it to church today and be with us. If you recently started coming to our church, we are so grateful to have you. And um, we're glad that you're here. Uh, Team, thank you so much. You're awesome. Can we thank the worship team? And they will be... Our worship team is incredible, and they will be back tonight for the worship night. So don't miss the worship night tonight. Um, This is an opportunity, and I want to extend an invitation to you. If you've never come to a worship night before, you're really missing out. It's an opportunity to go deeper into the things of God, go deeper into the presence of God. and um, when these nights are really, to me, they're healing nights as well, um, an opportunity to sort of minister to people and so if you have any needs, um, you know if you're really believing for, for healing as well, we want you to come um, and we're going to pray over you and just believe for great, great things. so don't miss the worship night tonight here at church, 6: 30. Um, I thought Jill's message last week was phenomenal. Mother's Day message.) Um, you know, when I was giving her that message to preach, um, <laughs> I will say this, I have never heard about God's provision that way, or in that way, and I just absolutely loved, um, loved that download that we got last week on Mother's Day, it was fantastic. Hopefully you had a great Mother's Day um, in your life as well. I uh, did want to let you know that next week um, we will be uh, praying over all the graduates so um, if you have a, um, a high school graduate or a college graduate in your midst, um, we would love the opportunity to, to pray over them. So it's going to be in this service next week at 10 a.m. Um, and so really excited about that to, 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 you know, pray over them, believe with them. Such a pivotal age, you know, such an important time in the life of a young person. So we're going to take a little bit of space in the service next week to pray over them, want to prophesy into their life, want to believe for God to use them in a powerful way as they go off into into their life and start to to build their life. So that's next week in the 10 a.m., so all the graduates, high school and college. Um, Also want to let you know, too, that our church is part of a, a collective of churches, and so um, it's in the, the north, northeast part of our state. It's called The Collective. It's pretty simple. Um, but there's about 35 churches that are represented in that. And this week as a church, we got to host all of those pastors, all those lead pastors. Some of those are church planters as well. And so we hosted them here at our church, had a time of worship. And I just want you to know that, that we're standing with other churches as well. So you, as part of our church, we're standing with other churches, here's the deal, we need strong churches in this region, in this area, Um, a quick study will will show you, will freak you out as well, (laughs) maybe you don't want to do it, Um, but there's just a lot of people moving to this part of the world. And have been moving to this part of the world. And so what that means for the kingdom is we need great churches. And so we're praying for other churches and we're also standing with them as well. So I just want to let you know that that's happening and it's pretty, pretty awesome. Did you bring your Bible? Yeah. Why don't you open it up to Proverbs 24. And put a marker in Luke chapter 6. I'm excited to preach the Word today. We're starting a brand new series. The title of the series is Established. And the tagline is this, Biblical Wisdom for Building My Life. And I really believe that God is going to speak today through the Word of God. And hopefully you brought faith today to receive from Him because He always wants to to give to you in that way. Proverbs 24 and verse 1 says this, Be not envious of evil men. Nor desire to be with them. For their hearts desire violence, and their lips talk of trouble. Verse 3, and this is our banner for this series. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. God, we're people of the Bible. We're people of the scriptures. And so, Father, we come to the scriptures today with faith, with a a desire, Lord, with with a belief that that this is not like any other book, that this, Lord, is a two-edged sword that knows how to cut through the things of our life, that knows how to divide And separate the things that need to be separated. So Lord, use this word today as a scalpel in our lives. And minister to us, Holy Spirit. Show us the things that need to be removed. And Lord, show us the things that need to be applied. Show us the things that need to be put in. And Father, I thank you that that's what will happen when we come under the teaching and the authority of your word. And we pray the same for our kids For the next generation, Lord, in Jesus' name. We all said. Wisdom builds the house. By wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. Houses don't just appear. They're built. There's a process. And it's the same with your life and my life. The Bible talks about you and I primarily in three different ways, using pictures, using an analogy, using something in creation. God does this with so many different things. Um, one of the ways that he talks about your life and my life is like a tree. And that your life and my life represents a tree, that there is similarities between your life and my life when it comes to something like a tree. Psalm 1 verse 1 is a great example of that. Blessed is the man In one aspect, your life is like a tree. It can be planted into the things of God. It can be put into the soil of the Lord. It can be grounded in the Word of God. Your life can be like a tree. Another way that the Bible talks about your life and my life is a sheep. And I'm just going to hold off on any animal noises right now. (laughs) By wisdom, I'm going to hold off because I don't think I would do it very well. But. The Bible talks about our lives as like a sheep. I mean, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd implies that I am like a sheep. But let me show you one example, Psalm 100, verse 3. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. And what that means is that, that your life can by God, be led in a certain direction, can be taken somewhere, can be cared for, your life is like you're like a sheep. Another way, and we're going to zero in today on this, is that your life, the Bible describes as like a house, trees, sheep, but also a house. The, The nation of Israel was called the house of Israel. When the Bible says that by wisdom, a house is built, this is a spiritual parallel for your life. That by wisdom, not any kind of wisdom, but by godly wisdom, God can build your house. God can build your life. All houses start the same way, from the ground up. They all start with a foundation. And without a solid foundation, that house is in trouble. So I want to take a moment today in the first part of our series, and I want to talk about the foundation of your life. I want to talk about the foundation that is your life. The Bible talks a lot about foundations. I've got a a bunch of passages. Let me just share a few of them with you. You might want to uh, write these down. I want to encourage you too, when it comes to series in our church, we do a lot of series. If you've never engaged in one of these series, I want to challenge you to engage in it. Why don't you step out in faith, be really crazy and buy a notebook and begin to write. And I want to challenge you. It'd be wrong to say I want to bet you, but maybe I do want to bet you that God's going to do something as you believe in faith and you engage in this series. But I'm excited about this series because I believe God's going to build your life through it. But the Bible talks a lot about foundations. So here's a a few verses. 1 Kings 6 and verse 37 says, In the fourth year, the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid... 2 Chronicles 8 verse 16, Thus was accomplished all the work of Solomon from the day the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid until it was finished. Um, Psalm 89 verse 14, Righteousness and justice, look at this, are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. And then the Apostle Paul in Romans 15 said, Thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel not where Christ has already been named, lest I I build on someone else's foundation, building upon a foundation. I recently saw this in real life. Jill and I had an experience, I guess, like a lot of you maybe have experienced new construction and going through that process and and building something. And we got to experience sort of all the stages and it was such a learning experience for me. It was great. Um, But it came time to where the foundation needed to be laid and the foundation needed to be to be put in first obviously before anything could be built on on top of it but one of the things that i learned through that process is before you even pour a foundation you got to dig a footer and my my back is still mad at me about that day about that process i couldn't believe like how deep and how long and how wide and it just was like do we really have to do all of this down in a ditch but as I learned about that process and saw it actually happen in real life, it's amazing, but the foundation is no good without the footer. And as part of the foundation process, the, the, the footer has to be dug so that when the concrete is poured and, and, and all the metal is down there as well, is it actually reaches down into the earth and it grips into the earth and then the foundation goes on top of that. It's what holds it in, it's what makes it solid and solid. People that are experts in this will tell you that this is the most critical part of the construction process, the building of the house. It made me think about the foot of being dug down into the earth, down into the earth, deep down. It reminded me of this verse, Ephesians 4, in verse 7. But, but grace was given to each one according to the measure of Christ's gift... Therefore it says when he ascended on high he led a host captive and he gave gifts he gave gifts to men in saying he ascended what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions the earth here's the point when it comes to the foundation that you have in Christ can i just tell you that the foundation that we have in Christ is not just a good foundation, but it's the greatest foundation. Because when Jesus died on a cross, he didn't just go up to heaven. But before he went up to heaven, he went down into the earth, as scripture says. Went down and created a foundation so good that he took captivity. Captive. Gave gifts to men, but he took captivity. Death has been taken care of. The foundation that our whole spiritual lives rest on is the most secure foundation there is. Is the foundation of Jesus in our lives. And if we could get around that, if we could get a hold of that, I pray if you could get a revelation of that today, you'll realize, man, wisdom builds the house. The wisdom that comes with knowing what Christ has done for me. But here's what's crazy about foundations and and footers and that whole process. No one sees it once it's built. It's not like someone comes over to your house, you invite them over to, to watch the game or hang out with the family or whatever and they walk in the door and like, you know what? It's a nice foundation. But without that foundation, pretty quickly, the tiles start falling off the wall. there would be cracks in the drywall. Pretty soon, after a few years, without the right foundation, the house would look wonky. The foundation of your life is critical. And God has got the best foundation for you to build off. So point number one, all these points are instructional today and I'm praying that you receive them as that and that you, you receive them into your own life. Point number one is this, choose your foundation. Here's the, here's the amazing thing about God today that I'm just coming around is that we get to choose a foundation we build on. Yes, that's right. That's right. That we actually are given the choice that we get to decide for our own lives what foundation we build on. I mean, It didn't have to be this way, friends. God could have decided a different way. You could have been a robot. I could have been a robot. God could have decided, you know what, I'm going to make everyone the same way. They're going to do it exactly the way that I want. I'm going to choose for them. But instead, by the grace of God, He's given us the ability to choose Choose your foundation today. Just in the same way that when you get the opportunity to build your own house, if you've ever had that experience, you know that you get to choose what it looks like. You get to choose how it looks. You get to choose the features. You get to choose the the, the, the stuff that comes with it. Can I just encourage you? It's the same with your life, that you are actually given the opportunity today, this week, Come on, somebody, this season coming, the next season, you get the opportunity, whatever phase or stage of life, you get to choose the foundation that you get to build on. It's the same with your life. How do you want it to look? Do you want it to be blessed? Do you want it to have all the things that come with a life with God? Jesus actually talked about this. One of his parables, let me show it to you, Luke 6 and verse 46. He's speaking to disciples. in the middle of a big teaching moment. Lots of different messages in here, but he slots this in here and it's, it's powerful. And you've probably read this before, but let's look at it together. It says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. Check this out. He is like a man building a house who dug deep, Billy Graham said it this way. He says, give your life to Jesus. He can do a better job with it anyway. And I want to rework that quote for this message. Let God build your life. He will do a much better job than you can if you try to do it yourself. Choose your foundation. And you could say, well, well, well Pastor, I've already chosen. I've chosen Jesus. Do you know that we get the opportunity to keep choosing Jesus, to keep choosing. Because it is a reality about your life is it's not, it's not static, it's dynamic. It's moving. There's things happening. You have relationships. You have, you have family. You have things that are going on. You have job opportunities. And, and this is the beauty about, I believe, this series and what God's going to show us through His Word is that every season we get the opportunity to choose the foundation we want to build on. Let God build your life. Do you know how reliable the foundation of Christ is? I'm about to wow you. Isn't that in an ad that we watch on TV? I'm about to wow you. There's so many scriptures that I could pull for this particular part of the message, but let me just show you one, John 17, one of my favorites. John 17 is the high priestly prayer. This is the moment where Jesus in John, recorded by John, is having a conversation with the Father in prayer. And he says this, Father, I desire that they, speaking of you and me and everybody in the world, whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me, look at this, before the foundation of the world, before anything ever was the foundation of Christ. What a reliable foundation to build your life on today. So number one, choose your foundation. Number two, you've got to lay your foundation. you got to lay the foundation. Just like Jill talked about when it came to provision last week, the people of God, they, they couldn't just lay in bed all day. They couldn't just expect the manor to be door dashed to the house. It's the same with building your life. Luke 6 and verse 48, he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation. These are active words. Building, dug deep and laid the foundation. Let me read it to you in the message because I think it'll illuminate a little more and show you. It says, if you work the words into your life, you were like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. So I want to take a moment. I want to talk about laying the foundation, what it looks like, what, 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 what a Christ-like foundation looks like for you and for me. And You could call these kingdom pillars or... You know platforms to build your life on. But I want to start actually by talking about some of the worldly platforms that sometimes, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves building on. Jesus called this building on the ground or the shifting sands of culture. But what's, what are some of these foundations that are out there in the world? The first is this, pride. You can build your life prideful. You can build your life on pride. Pride says that, that I know. Ego is edging God out, edging God out, E-G-O. But, but, but that's something you can build your life on. You can build your life that way. Another part of the foundation of the world that people try to build on is mammon, which is a spirit, an earthly approach to finances and money. You know, when it comes to the lives of people out there, there's a whole lot of tall skyscrapers that are built on this one right there. Big earthly monuments that are built, but you know what's amazing? They look great for a moment, but there's no foundation. And when something happens, like a financial crisis or a bank collapse, all of a sudden it just comes down because there's no foundation. By the way, this is why you should tithe. This is free, by the way. When you tithe, you take what God has given you in the world, part of the worldly system of finances part of the worldly system of, of, of getting and you put it on the foundation of God. And it goes from being, being in, in the potential place of being cursed and it's put on the foundation of God and it's blessed and it's protected and it's built and it'll last Something else that you could build your life on in the world is arrogance. I know things, uh, I know better than everybody else. That's what arrogance is. It's, 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 it's anti-Christ in nature. It's, it's, I know I have enough. I, can th- I don't need God because I know everything. Here's, here's a, a shifting sand of our culture right now, comparison. Social media is the shifting sands of this generation to build your life on. Don't build your life on an app. Build your life on this. Build your life on truth. Build your life on the foundation. Someone said to me recently, a friend of mine was just like, how come you never post on social media? And I I just, I wanted to share this because it just came out of me in the moment. He said, how come you never post? And I said, it's because I'm too busy living my actual life. I don't want to build on a foundation of something that just isn't really real. I want to build my life on the foundation of the relationships that God has given me. I want to build my, my life on the foundation of my marriage, which actually exists in real time. These are the foundations of the culture will sell you. The world will try to get you to buy into. It's an app. Comparison is a poor foundation to build your life on because it leads to the next one, which is jealousy. Comparison eventually becomes it becomes jealous, jealousy because you become jealous of what someone else has. If you try to build your life on what someone else had has instead of what God has given you, you'll miss the blessing, and you'll have a wonky house. Your house will be like this. Because you'll have this skewed view of God's blessing in your life. You'll start to look at other people's things. Come on, somebody. You'll start to look at somebody else's marriage. You'll start to look at somebody else's relationship with their kids. And you'll miss the very blessing God has put in front of you. Which is the surest thing that you could ever build. It breaks my heart as a pastor to see people do this. To look across the way and say, man, what, I wish I had that and to miss what God has given you. Which is the greatest thing that's going on in your life, by the way. That's what jealousy can do. Another, one, another poor foundation in the world is intellect. I'm going to get at this in the next few weeks. You might be smart. You might have a whole lot of letters behind your name. I'm just going to burst your bubble right now. God's got more na- more letters behind His name. And He's a whole lot smarter. Intellect is a poor foundation to build your life on. Another one's self-assurance. You know, the best assurance comes from God. He's our sure thing. He's our comfort. He's our security. And if you're not careful in the world, you'll start to choose worldly comforts and worldly securities like. Alcohol and food, sex. These are things that just, they come from the world, but they're here today, gone tomorrow. Another one, self-righteousness, that I am my own version of holy. You are only holy by the blood of Jesus. You can never self-appoint righteousness to your account. It's been imputed to you, put in your account by Jesus himself. See, these foundations are what the writer of Proverbs call folly, the world's way, foolishness. But the kingdom foundations made possible because of Jesus, they're called wisdom. And wisdom builds the house. Some of the ways that wisdom builds the house, I have just made a little list here, is that wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9 and verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is inside. I feel like this could be missed in today's generation is a holy, reverent fear of God. It's the only fear that's a good fear, is the fear of God. I remember, I don't know how, but I got this fear, I got this revelation early in my walk with Jesus. Somehow through message or teaching or prayer, someone prayed it in my life, I realized pretty quickly that what God can give me, God can take away. And a blessing that God could put in my life if I lose my sight of Him and I lose the fact that He's my Lord and He's King and he's, he's amazing and He's big and He's incredible and He's holy. If I miss all those things, that very blessing could become a curse in my life. It's holy fear. And that's the beginning, the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is inside. Another one is truth. This is the foundation you could build your life on. You could build your life on truth. See, there's there's a big debate in this generation like there is in every generation about what truth is. Truth is this, truth is that. This is the shifting sand right here. This is truth. Anything else will be gone tomorrow. What this is, this is going to be here well when that's gone. This will stay and you can build your life on it. This is truth. Jesus is truth. The Word is truth. It's the best basis for wise living and choices is truth. The next one is humility, to admit that I got it wrong. Because when I do that, it keeps me close to God. Repentance is a great foundation to build your life on because it leads you to the Lord. Grace is the help that's available because of Jesus and what He's done for us. Wisdom is grace, and grace is using the wisdom that God has supplied to you. And then love and forgiveness can be part of your foundation as you build on. So number one, choose your foundation. Number two, lay your foundation with the right things. And number three, with Christ, go build your house. Go build your house. See, wisdom builds the house. But how is it built? It's built with Jesus. And as you build your life and you set out to build this thing called your life, can I just encourage you that you can be exactly like the man that Jesus is talking about in this parable. He says he is like a man, the person that listens to the words of Jesus, the person that does what the Word says, the person that lives according to the Bible. He says he dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. Jesus is offering something to us today. And I believe he's offering it to us every single day. Is to do this, is to build with him. And this is why this is important. This is how I want to finish today. Is when you build your house with Jesus, it lasts forever. When we build worldly houses, you know what happens when we leave this earth? Is that's it. Someone else is going to mow your grass. Someone else is going to live in that structure. Someone else is going to, do whatever they want. Someone else is going to renovate, remodel. Someone else maybe is going to knock it down. I don't know. But here's the truth. When you build your house, your life with Jesus, it doesn't just last for a period of time. Come on, somebody. It lasts for eternity. This is what we need to be focused on. This kind of structure, this kind of construction, this kind of building, this kind of foundation. Because when all is said and done, it'll last. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for your house. Maybe you're in here, right? You're like, yeah, my plumbing is shot. Can you pray for my house? That's not exactly what I'm... We'll pray anyway, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your life. And my prayer today for you is there might've been some of those things in the worldly list that you recognize for a moment and the Holy Spirit just did that little thing. On the inside of you, you're like, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm building like that right now and I need to deal with that. I want to pray for you. could be something simple as, you know, you, you recognize some pride. You recognize some, a lack of humility. You recognize something that, that may, maybe it's money. You've allowed that to become too big a thing as your foundation. I want to pray for you today to, to, to remove from your foundation the things that shouldn't be there, but to replace them with the things that God wants for you. So with every head bowed, eyes closed, if you feel comfortable, if you, if you feel comfortable right now, you're saying, yeah, I, I need to change some things. I need to build some things different. Would you lift your hand? Would you lift them up and just respond to the Lord? And this is you just surrendering and saying, God, I, I want to give this to you. I want to take it out and put the right thing in, God. And So Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that we can choose to build our lives a certain way. And Father, I thank you that you've given us the opportunity to to remove things and to to choose right now. And I thank you for this moment of choice, this moment of decision. So Lord, whatever needs to be removed, whatever needs to be excavated from our lives, would you take it, Lord? And would you replace it with what you want, with the sure foundation, with the secure thing? Father, where there's pride, we ask that you would remove it and replace it with your humility. Father, if it's a spirit of riches and money and something that's maybe sinful in in our foundation, God, would you remove it? Would you take it? And we surrender to you, Lord, as the wise builder of our lives. And we ask right now that you would help us to build on the sure foundation, which is you, knowing, God, that no matter what happens, if the storms come, Lord, that we're going to be safe if the, if the waves come, if, the, if the, the circumstances and the challenges of life come our way, we have a steady and a sure foundation in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you